Righto. Uh, hello, everyone. Next episode of uh, the Saints Squad Pod. And uh, the, the legends have uh, come rolling in. Uh, not literally. Uh, boys are looking pretty uh, trim, to be fair. So uh, uh, we're talking to Mr. Nick Thompson today. How are you? Good, all right, thank you very much. Very good. And Mr. Clive Partridge, you all right? I'm fine, thank you. Good stuff. Um, and uh, another man's here. You can't resist a chat with the old farts. It's uh, <laughs> Mr. Billy Butlin. You all right? Very well, sir. Yeah. Huggy and Ike have joined us as well for a bit of a chat. You can nice. stay quiet. Yeah. <laughs> good man, good man. Uh, right, so current affairs. Today is the Ray Gray Memorial Day. Yeah, any of you guys know Ray? I've met him, I don't yeah. really know him. I was just saying, yeah. Round the club, round the club. Yeah, I never uh, sort of spoke to him, but I knew, I knew of him. Uh, but I knew he, he was captain in 1948, 50, yeah. just 70 years ago. Yeah, it's a long old time ago, isn't it? So, yeah. uh, uh, and from what I heard, everybody said he was a right gentleman. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Good laughs. Every time I spoke to him, he was, he was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like a, I went back through like you know the Facebook history mm-hmm. and found like because we like when he passed in the summer, it was like a load of tributes around. Quite a few, few guys just saying like what a gent he was, what a good bloke he was for the club. So, yeah. and sort of the the family are down here today, and the is it Bill Harris who sponsored the barrel? Yeah. So yes. fair play to Bill. Appreciate that. Two quid a pint. And We're a table for the Guinness in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that thanks to uh, Sean McLaughlin? Uh, even better, Sean McLaughlin put fifty quid in the, in the kitty for us as well. Excellent work. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Sure. Sure. Thank you, Sean. Sure. Appreciate it, mate. They're going down well. So, uh, yeah, fair play. Great, great, great Memorial Day. Next thing I want to talk about: current affairs, full contact training session. Finally. Man, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed that. Yeah, I had to go through the rules and regulations, the fine tooth code, to work out what we can and couldn't get away with. And after all the moaning and complaining and people want to play rugby, uh, I worked out what we could do and adapted a few drills and everyone seemed to come off the training pack with a little big smile on their face, a few bruises and bumps and everyone enjoyed it. It looks a lot like rugby league out there, so Yeah. Did you not want to get in? I was... Chomping at the bit to get stuck in, um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sort of picking and choosing at the moment, trying to be sensible. Yeah, cool. What we're going to do, we're going to do, do like similar to Fletch and Wayne, where we sort of run these guys side by side yeah. uh, instead of doing one podcast and then another. So we're going to go. We're going to move on to your stories, boys. So uh, oh, really? first memories of rugby. Uh, Clive, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can. I think I've beaten it by about half a season being up here, 87, 88, and you pick the two worst people with the worst memories of the names, games, years, (laughs) any chance of actually getting this accurate. Is that some sort of knocks on the head throughout the years, possibly? Possibly. And the curvy's mountain hole. My first game up here was in 88, um, away at Stoke Old Boys, and the reason I picked that game. Nice easy game. It, it was, it was, well, it was, I was supposed to be playing in the fourth and then got sent away in the thirds in second row and I'd never played second row in my life. Okay. And I picked Stoke Old Boys because my granddad used to play for them. Yeah. And I get over there and I'm behind Dick Ogley and Roy Shellcross, another pair of legends. And yeah. uh, they give me 
aggro all the way through the game. I won't do this right, I won't do that right. And I said, well, I've never played the position before. What's going on? And at the end of the game, and I'm going to, I'll slightly swear, I'll slightly swear. Um, but I've got to give you Roy's words, word for word. <laughs> he turned around to me, he stuck his finger at me, and he says, You'll never be a second roll as long as your arsehole points down. That sort of stuck with me for a while. One, I was going to prove it wrong as well. Yes, I didn't want to be second row, but it seemed to be the position I ended up playing all the way through to the first in the end. So, mm -hmm. uh, there was too many back row players here that were way better than me anyway, so it seemed to be, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. How old were you when you first started? 26. Yeah, oh, that's quite late. It was late, but I've been, when I left school and when I first started playing, or trying to play through cops and things, um, I played with Dave Eaton at school. Yeah. And, um, was he good back then? He was very good back then. And actually, you should ask him the story about the Expendables. Okay. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> But me and him became the Expendables. Is it a family-friendly story? No, it was at Dunsmore School when I went to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. And we became the Expendables. The okay. that didn't know. Oh, so. <laughs> no, I mean, it's only 40 years later. It hasn't really sort of mounted me much in life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a bit of a letdown early on. And then I got the job at work Saturdays and shifts and things. So the opportunity to play rugby was virtually non-existent. Until I moved to a different job and I met Graham Eaton, bless him. Yeah. Um, another, another legend. Yeah. Another legend. Yeah, we haven't had a drink to the legends. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cheers. And he took me, he said, no, come on, give it another go. So I came up here, just trained. So I couldn't train regularly, I couldn't play regularly. So I'd had previous clubs and I had clubs after the, the Andrews, but Andrews was my home as soon as I got here. And yeah, yeah. Nearly the nail on the head, it's a real family, yeah. proper family. Yeah. yeah. For those who have only ever played at the Andrews, I said this earlier, you don't realise that other clubs aren't like this. Yeah. They don't treat you the same as this. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's my spiritual home and ours will be there. So yeah, that, I was a bit late coming to it. What about you then? I started playing at middle school. Yeah. Uh, when there was middle school, I started playing for Bloxham and they played right from the first year, so I started yeah. playing when I was eight years old. Is that the school next to the Lions? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started playing at there eight years old and then carried on. There wasn't minis and juniors when I was younger. Um, so I kind of played right through Bloxham and played at Bilton. I was at number 10 when I was at Bilton, believe it or not. So you weren't, so you weren't quite the unit you were progressed into? No, Four BO pies. Definitely not, definitely not. Uh, and then came out of school and pretty much came straight up here from school, played in the Colts. Uh, with Kindy, Johnny Waldron, Brian McKinstry, there's a name. Um, most of the Colts I played with though didn't really graduate to seniors or not here. Alan Johnson was another one, if anybody knows him, Chimney. Yeah, and then it was local, the captain was Simon Arnie, who went to play with the older engines, unfortunately. Did you have a good side, your Colts then? They're alright, they're alright. So, in Colts, you still attend? No, I played prop actually, it was Graham Eaton. When I was playing Colts, I played. Pat Rose stroke prop, but it was Graham Eaton was the, the coach then. Yeah. Um, but we were all right until we came up against Broad Street and Neil Back, yeah. and they absolutely smashed us in the Warwickshire <laughs> Cup. Yeah, well, Neil Back absolutely smashed us <laughs> in the Warwickshire Cup, yeah. And then I had a year off, I had an Ingram turnout done right at the beginning of the season. And I started working at GCL, my apprenticeship, and I got talked into playing for their football team on a Saturday afternoon. So I had a, a year playing football down there. Oh, 
And then Wayne Sadler taught me to come back up the following season. Mm -hmm. And I played on the third team on the Saturday and got put straight in the second team cup on the Sunday. <laughs> and, and that was me. When my first first team game was, it was either that season or the season after. I couldn't tell you. I, I can't even remember who it was against. Was it eight? Because you, you were playing a lot of eight. I was playing at number eight then. I was yeah. playing fly side and eight when I first came back up. Yeah. Can you easy. remember your first, that first second team game? First second team game was against Old Events in yeah. the Warwickshire Cup. Yeah. Um, I, it was close. I don't think we won. Like, <laughs> I might have to swear. My lasting memory of that game was Wayne Sadler was on the bench. And he got he got bought on at half time. already. <laughs> he got bought on at half time and his opening gambit as he ran on the pitch was come on boys, let's break some fucking legs. All <laughs> <laughs> there boys went, Woo <laughs> <laughs> To this day he says to me, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, and then my first first team game was either that season or the season after, and I can't remember who it was against. I don't know where it was. I have absolutely no recollection of my first first team game. Did you have a good laugh in them early years? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 tremendous. Yeah. So what was so uh, so what, what was what was the good laughs then? Well, what was a bit different back then? I mean, again, it's a different area where now training is more important, and you actually look after diets and things like that. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's agreeing with us. <laughs> so these hyper sportsmen I'm sitting, sitting with and, and sipping with. Yeah. Uh, we used to get up here early and we used to get the game over and done with and then be in the bar till nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, Dick, bless him, Dick yeah. Oldwin, another legend. Yeah, yeah. Lots of another legend. Yeah, God bless Dick. Was it the in the years of six before six and all that sort of mm. thing? Oh gosh, yeah. Six um, before six things that yeah. He used to get, you know, we, we would stay in the clubhouse till at least nine o'clock. Yeah. And then if Dick was here and he was playing and he brought his van, he takes all the town. Yeah. Which usually ended up in the nightclubs. But if Dick hadn't got his van yet, he'd go home and get it. <laughs> and he would actually ferry people up and down, uptown. And that's the sort of guy he was. He was just, just a brilliant bunch of bit around. Yeah. Big art in him as well. He organised the fun, didn't he? Yeah, yeah like made sure everybody else was absolutely. And, and the thing was as well, it was very, it was very very different after the game. When we went into town, there was always thirty or forty of us every Saturday, and everybody had shirt and blazer on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody. Yeah. And I, I used to, well, I was got pretty came up sort of the tail end of that sort of, sort of generation and such. And it was always the same route as well. You were always on the same bus. Because yeah. yeah. it was always before, mo yeah, yeah, yeah. before yeah. mobile phones. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. If you turn a little bit late, well, I'd probably miss the first two pubs, go straight to the dock yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. It was always that sat in the tavern and the crown. Yeah. And yeah. 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 There was a route round that you could do the dirty dozen. Yeah. And I say, it later turned into a half pint, but in the yeah. day it was pints. Yeah. <laughs> so is, <laughs> is that where it came from then? Is that where it started? Yeah, half, yeah. We, well, yeah. I'd say we still we haven't done one for a bit, but yeah. we're still trying to run half. I wouldn't say yeah. actually yeah. starting on that, but the, the sort of ethos of going uptown, going up as a group, yeah. drinking around pub to pub together, it definitely started from yeah. those early days. Do you think, because like you just mentioned there, Clark, about the fourth team, which would probably seem alien to a bit like me, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Imagine running four teams up there now. I'm not absolutely sure Nick Mark picked this up. I think we were actually running two cock sides as well. There you go. So it was, there was a... It was three, 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 players up there, yeah. yeah. uh, But uh, this is just before the Rally Cup yeah. uh, years, when they, when they won. Yeah. And then it had a real draw up there, and they had a big sort of uh, influx from Dunsmore School, as yeah. it was then. Hmm. 
and there was a lot of players available straight out of school and, and the Andrews did particularly well out of that. Do you and think there was like like a bit of a there's been obviously like a bit of a social change where like you know, playing probably contact sports isn't probably where they're pushing people to go, whereas a lot of people finish work maybe on a Saturday morning mm -hmm. and they didn't have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, they were kind of like, well, let's go and play rugby. And like, they were able to do that. They didn't have the family pressures yeah. or the home pressures. It's almost socially acceptable to go out on a Saturday night and leave the wife and the kids when yeah. they're allowed to, we know the stick yeah. we get. My whole week used to revolve around yeah. playing rugby on Saturday afternoon and going to sound on Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I started preparing for a Saturday on a Thursday yeah. every week. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was all about drinking water. I never used to shave after a Wednesday. I don't shave at all nowadays, but never used to shave after a Wednesday. I always had the same breakfast on a Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. And it was Thursday, I used to start preparing for a Saturday. My whole week revolved around coming down here on a Saturday. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't just the rugby, it was just being in the club and being in the club environment. And I think, and I, I don't think the Andrews, we're getting back now a little bit, but I think the ethos has, has changed around rugby a little bit. Because it used to be, you played, had a big scrap nearly every week, and you drank together, and it was the same every week. It was the yeah. same every week. The only thing that was different yeah. up there was it didn't matter whether you were first team or a cop, or yeah. fourth yeah. team, regular. They were all your mates. Yeah. You know, they were all drinking yeah. together, and it, it was all really tight. Right? Yeah. And can't say I ever made an enemy in the club, I never fell out with anybody. In fact, actually, unlike other rugby clubs, I've never even seen a brawl in a rugby club here. Not the end. I've seen it in plenty of other rugby clubs, but I've never seen people having a tear up in the club. I remember a, a night where the Jack and Daisy went head one toe to toe, and they knock each other out. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Brilliant. That, that was brilliant. brilliant. That was brilliant. <laughs> they decided to headbutt each other at exactly the same moment in time. It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I will call that was inside the club. That happened outside the club. <laughs> <laughs> But then they both sat outside having a smoke together going, well, that was a stupid thing. Both got my eyes on it. So, so you can't remember your first team. Can't remember my first team. Do you remember the players who were about yeah. when you Yeah, yeah. Started? When I got the first team, I think uh, it was Gibbo, Jacko, and Steve in the front row. Um, second row, I think it was... At the time, I think the, the regular second row was Pinch and Steve Neal when I first started the first yeah. team. And for the first few years, um, I played number eight with David and, and Milko. And there was sort of, I wasn't playing necessarily regularly first team because there was, it was always between me and Daishi at the time at number mm. eight. And, and eventually I sort of took over from Daishi. What sort of year was this? Uh, my first team game would have been either the 80s. 889 season or that 8990 I can't remember because I can't remember whether I played first team in my first season in seniors I just can't remember um, just, you, just quickly just in comparison to like the other local clubs were you quite a tough pack of forwards or? I think everybody had tough forwards in those yeah, days when, when that sounds like a tough set of blokes when, when right up until I mean when Billy first came into the first team when I was playing we had a great team because we could play rugby we had one particular game that I remember that sticks in my head. Pershaw came over and they were two or three leagues above us. Yeah. Pershaw. Pershaw, yeah. yeah. And they were, it was a pool match and they were warming up and they were like matching kit and stuff on. 
And they were like, how dare they? Yeah. Yeah. They're all European stolen Stoke Old Boys types. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're looking at we're looking out the window going, oh, these boys look a bit handy. Anyway, first five minutes, they're a bit punchy. And right. we could play rugby, but we could also mix up a little bit. Yeah. And Gibbo called us around, I'll never forget this, Gibbo called us around and said, these boys are a bit punchy. If that's the game they want to play, we can play that. We beat them up for 80 minutes and beat them by about 35 points. And they were three leagues above us. And regularly, regularly, we would play teams in the pool. We've got to come up with us occasionally, but regularly we play teams in the pool. Clark will tell you, two, three leagues above us. Yeah, yeah. And, and just put them to the sword, either by playing rugby or beating her heads, kicking her heads. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you're you allowed to do to, it then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to be, because the teams around at the time, you played Broad Street, uh, and again, I, again, this is almost like an urban myth and legend. But when you walked out onto the pitch, the sign that was above the walkway out apparently yeah. was a fist and welcome to Broad Street. Okay. Yeah. Right, that's the story that I was. I never saw it, I never witnessed it, but apparently the RFU told me to take it down. Okay. But there was a lot of you playing pit souls like Kersley. I mean, these, these boys didn't bend easy, and yet you played against them and you had to man up to it. They, they were tough teams, and we were lucky enough that we were all on each other's back everywhere we went around the pitch. So anybody was seen getting any, then they got some back. One yeah. going, we all go in. Yeah. <laughs> I remember playing. One in all, it was always a couple. Yeah. I remember playing Shipston one week down there, and the third team game stopped to watch us having a thirty-man brawl. <laughs> <laughs> no red cards, no, no yellow cards. Yeah. yeah. And the third team game actually yeah. stopped. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there was a few souls like that. Um, another you mentioned him briefly, Steve McKenna. And, uh, he was an annoying player, <clears throat> and not, not only in the sense of his personality, but he would deliberately annoy the other team, such as getting a big handful of mud and rubbing it in the prop's yeah, face, okay. and then getting them to flare up and yeah. get a penalty. Yeah. Brilliant, we win all round. But occasionally got a bit out of hand, and um, I can't remember the side in country that had the two boxers in them, uh, two ABA boxers. So obviously a punchy side. And now Perks on Balsall? Yeah, something like yeah. that. I, was going, I know it was a commentary side. And we played against them and uh, Matthew decided to kick off with them, which was never a good idea. But, uh, <laughs> he, he wasn't blessed with forward thinking. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it, it all went off. Uh, me and him ended up rolling around with these two. And we went back and said, yeah, you know what's going to happen next. So what in all in, as you say. Uh, but you could do it then. I mean, now it's just out of the game. You know, like, is it... Is because a lot of people talk about, oh, we, we used to have the scraps and then we'd drink together afterwards. Yeah, oh, yes. Is that, you'd always drink and, oh, yeah. and have a good time with the opposition afterwards as he's, well? He's been mentioned in one of the previous podcasts, but at Trinity Guild, a guy called Thumper Dingley. I was playing a game against Thumper Dingley. Yeah, Thumper Dingley. Oh, yeah. He used to play for Coventry, I think, didn't he? He was a very good player. Yeah, Fletcher's talking about him. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But he'd come round off Solomon game and I took him out and he punched me. And by the time I got in the bar, he had a pint waiting for me. And he went, I'm sorry about that, Nick. And I went, ah, so I thought, I wouldn't play the game if I didn't expect that. Yeah. And it was, it was very different, very different. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure it's better nowadays either. Yeah. Mm. No. So, mm. I was going to say, I was just say about the Broad Street game, and uh, I came down in a line out, and in turn, put the ball in the red basket to give it out to Gibbo coming round. Yeah. And somebody reached between my legs and grabbed hold of. Everything. He <laughs> <laughs> had a full handful. Uh, At least now. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're over exaggerating. Slightly exaggerating. He 
obviously could hang on quite well, so they went off. But, anyway, he, he wouldn't let go, so I got on his wrist until I actually got his number and I found out who it was. And afterwards, he was saying about drinking in the bar afterwards. Uh, I got his number and it was actually, unfortunately for him, it was a bank. So how he ended up coming out of this line out and grabbing hold of me, I don't know. But you know, I saw his number on his back, got a 13 on his back. So right, I got his name, I got his face. And uh, I went into the bar afterwards and I went to the bar, got me a drink and I went over to him. And this is a, my old hand out. And he's looking at me like, what the fuck is going on here? So anyway, and I just slapped the bag of planters peanuts in his hand and said, you want a bag of nuts, you only have last. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> That's a good story, man. Cool. Uh, so, uh, Clive, did you start around the same time as Nick? So it's the same characters? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was there, but I was messing about a lot to start off with and uh, wasn't fully committed. Uh, and so I've got to apologise when I give Billy some information earlier on and went on to the, uh, the, the profiles. It wasn't 88. So I started in 88 and, and that was my first game. My first, yeah. first team game. Was actually the same when it was around about 90, mm. yeah. 89, 90. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it, we were very mobile, very tough, very active pack, and it was hard to get in the first team. And I got in the first team by accident because uh, Neil Pension, for some reason, was unavailable. Steve Neil couldn't work. Uh, Andy Dean was a farmer at the time and he couldn't do it, he was on shift. Mm. So basically, we, we, we were struggling. Anyway, Andy threw. The actual shift off, or we swapped a shift, and then then play second row, and that was the Cop Tech game. And mm. um, yeah, my first first team game, and I broke those two fingers. <laughs> I was lucky or not lucky with injuries, because I always seem to get them at the end of the season, which means you still only missed a few games yeah, at the end of the season. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I can run you on Billy for injuries. Well, I've got a section about injuries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Picking up on what I've said, how strong we were at the time, I played in a second team, Gibbo, Japo, Steve Gibbard, Wayne Sadler, me, and a couple of, and that was a second team. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did alright then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We had strength all the way through, we were just talking about a few others, about Stuart Wood and uh, Mark Anslow, yeah. people probably that not yeah. that familiar around the club. Damn good players. Some coming to the end of the career. Some that was just sort of starting, really. Yeah, it was well as another. And they were pushing from the thirds to try and get the first. And we had that strength and depth, and we were pretty well off at the time for players and quality players. I, I played in fourth teams up here. That we were in a lot of current first teams. Mm. Close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a player pool thing, isn't it? I mean, the more players you got, I suppose. The Better, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that, was that the same across the group? At that, that point, that with, with Newbold and Noel still out our forties as well. Or yeah. 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 So in terms of the, the amount of players that the town was producing, I, I think even Newbold was well shot a third team. At that yeah, it's ridiculous how many people were turning out on a Saturday for a small town. Yeah, there were five different clubs, and most of them were putting at least a second and third out. The some, like say Newbold, were putting the fourths and the vets out. Yeah. <laughs> it was just amazing how many players there if, were. If you went into town on a, on a Saturday night, it was just a sea of rugby players. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't move like, you'd have to like swap pubs, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'd yeah. like, yeah. go on, yeah. swap pubs <laughs> later. But you uh, sort of did, you circulated around each other as one lot moved out and another lot moved in. I say it again, there was no animosity when we were around the town either no. as well. We used to socialise and drink and we could quite easily stand shoulder to shoulder with different clubs 
in a bar and yeah, that'd be a bit of I think ribbing. There, so, there, there was a period of time where Newbold and Noel's just didn't get on at all, oh, was yeah, it? They okay. couldn't be in the same building no, together, no, but right. I think, yeah, but no, for the most right. part, yeah, most it was fine. Was right, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, that's what it was like in the day. Did you guys used to watch rugby back, back then? Anyway? I, I used to go to internationals when I was playing. Did you have like any like, sort of favourite players or favourite teams? Mickey Skinner was always my favourite player. Oh, yeah. 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 Was that the guy with the mullet? Mickey yeah. Punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was really tough. tough and I absolutely loved him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for all the wrong reasons, but I thought it was great. Yeah. Why did you like him? Just because of the way he played the game. It's a hard. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got like. The broken face, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And another one I liked as well was Kuchi. Um, I was, I was just like him as well, Gareth Chilcott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what about players up here that you looked up to? Did you have any? Did you? Is, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. Then you were following. You know, I mean, I'm saying it to Nick before, he said, oh, I rode on the show as a giant, because everybody to me was a hero, this is even not legends, this is why I don't get this thing of the legends, don't get me wrong, yeah. it's a brilliant thing to do, but how can you not mention everybody? Because yeah, yeah. to me, they were, they were, yeah. you know, you could actually then put boots on and go out with Milko and David, like last time playing yeah. was at school, mm. and you were playing with guys that had come from higher levels as well, and come down, and, and it was, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad to be in that number, yeah, just just to be one of them. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's a real I, I think I think in our prime we played through a very privileged, privileged period. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was definitely the golden <coughs> age of football. Yeah. I think for yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good backs? Because you two are just talking about forwards. Oh, <laughs> well, when I first got into the first team, Kenny and Ricky were the centres. Yeah, and and they were they were quality players. There was a guy on the called Trevor Holmes as well who. Uh, he chaperoned us in Lithuania because he lived in Vilnius. Nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, he was a great player as well, Bozzi as well. He was yeah. playing at the time because yeah, Ash was, came in a little bit later because he used yeah. to work on Saturdays. Um, there were some of those. There was uh, Andy Baines played here for a while. Shaky Wanker. Yeah, Shaky Wanker. Carl Walker. Carl Walker was in the north. Gary Shafai as well. Yeah. And, and James Fear as well, who unfortunately went up to um, Long Buckley. He was a great player as well. And Dave Eaton's brother, yeah. Sheen, was a Sheen, quality was player. A quality yeah. player. Yeah. yeah. Brothers. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good back when, uh, <laughs> yeah, that got quite a bit of a reaction, doesn't it? Yeah. The lads talking on the Facebook chat. Yeah, about yeah. The, yeah. Did you enjoy playing with Bash? I did. Did you I play did. for a long time with yeah, he's um, as football, doesn't he? He's as footballer. Well, the, the main reason he didn't play rugby, we were both playing football on a Sunday morning. Whilst playing rugby, we used to play football together on a Sunday morning for Ashton Lodge. But he couldn't play rugby because he worked, he, he, well, he sold bass guitars for a living, so he worked on a Saturday afternoon because yeah. of the exchange in Birmingham. And one of the reasons he changed his job was so he could come and start playing rugby. Okay. And uh, yeah, I love playing with him, love playing with him. Um, I think we're very different players. I mean, there was a, I noticed a thing on Yeah, he's really good. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Ash was fast. It was good. Ash yeah, was yeah. really fast. But he came to Forge for a couple years, didn't he? And then he did, yeah. when he broke his nose, he decided he didn't want to play for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I just see a lot of similarities because obviously one of you was in the pack and one of them was in the back. Yeah. Obviously the one in the pack's better looking. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, yeah, 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 obviously. Um, 
Yeah, so, yeah, one was quick, one not so quick. The one of the Pat became captain? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, the worst thing about Ash as well, going out on a Saturday night, you couldn't get any sniff of anybody because they're all sniffing around here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one Sammy used to say, he used to step over his cast offs. The worst thing about it was, Ash was completely oblivious to and a girl dropped her house keys at his feet and he went, you just dropped these and walked off. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He was very much rock star as well when he first started because he did have the long hair. Yeah. Being a bass player in the band and whatever, he, he just, he loved the part. The hair had to go after a while because yeah. he realised it not quite fitting in and then they were also getting tackled with it as well. Oh, people uh, would help themselves to a big handful to bring him down. Yeah, yeah. So, I seem to remember having a bit of a tete a tete with Japo because Japo pulled his hair and he under 30s over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Under 30s so we don't have any of them guys. No, yeah, I think there was about two, three seasons of the bands where I killed people and then abandoned them. I was just like, they were nasty guys. Yeah, they were nasty guys. People out there to again prove a place yeah. or trying to get a place, and the only time you can ever do it, well, I want to be first team, is, is to actually go up against those people when they're yeah. playing in the other 30s. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, there was no, no quarter hour still given. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, uh, captain C, you uh, have captain, yeah. Um, I don't know how the captain works nowadays, but in the Back in the day, it was down to the committee, pretty much, to decide whether you were worthy to be club captain. Okay. Did you get a choice um, whether you wanted to be, or per, did they say yeah, you've no, chosen you? Were, you? No, you <laughs> were asked, and I'll never forget it. Purse asked me if I wanted to be club captain, and I loved it. It's just such an honour to be a captain of here at that point in time. Yeah. Um, I, I probably wasn't captain at the height of my playing success, but you I was captain, captain. Were you captain after Kindy? Yes, and so then Kim, a, I was captain. I think it went Kindy Fletch, me, then Kindy again. Yeah, um, the big boots to put on there, the big, yeah, the big yeah, 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 they are. They are. Um, but I, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely, it takes over your life though, because yeah. as well, you, you guys know, you're captain, then you're on the committee, and I was down here five days a week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved it. What years was that? It would have been notes, 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 boys. I'm just going to have a look at the board. Mid 90s, mid to late 90s ish. Yeah, probably probably nine, nine, I'd around there. Yeah, I was captain for two years and then Kindy took over again as captain. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, I think it went Milko, Dave Eaton. Yeah, both great captains. Both great captains, yeah. Because Milko was my first captain. Yeah. Got to say, Milko for me was. Yeah, so he was a legend and he helped me so much as he aspired to be in the first team where yeah. really I weren't. I don't know whether I wanted to be in the first team by the time I was 30, so he was the one that was pushing to, you can do it if you train, if you come up. And you, so I started, and you, I know this is like, we, we never used to train. Yes, we did. I, if I couldn't come up here for training on a Monday, then I'd go weights on Tuesday, swimming on Wednesday, weights on Thursday, Friday off, play Saturday. And hopefully I wasn't in St. Cross on Sunday. So so we were if you once you took it seriously, then you were sort of committed to it. And Nico was the one that was like pushing me on. Dave Eagle was the same. There's so many people that wanted you to do well. 
So um, to prove Roy wrong, and I do love Roy, bless him, but uh, I wanted to prove him wrong by the time I was 30, and I managed to get him when I was 28 and a bit. So mm -hmm. I was ahead of schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so I did all right. But, uh, yeah, we did train. Yeah. Um, I never got anywhere near a camp receiver, a pack leader, that was good enough for me. Yeah. But there again, I wasn't as committed as Nick, because he was up here five days a week, and I wasn't. Yeah. A lot of that was to do with job, but you know, you, you're in for do what you do when you do. Is there like an obligation then for you to be involved in like committee? Well, well, in the old days, if you were captain, you were automatically put on committee. Okay. So you're up here for committee meetings, selection, training. Um, I used to remember you working in the bar quite a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. And th that was the thing. Yeah. The committee used to do the bar. So yeah. I used to do the bar every Wednesday night. Pretty much every function. It, dance team as well. Dance team, yeah. <laughs> no, because back in the day, um, your reward for doing the bow is enough to pay for your beer. So okay. they, they were never short of volunteers. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. you weren't dragged kicking as well. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, we used to have a right after doing the bow. So, I mean, I remember being up here doing the bow with Dave Eaton and Milko with New Year's Eve, and they wouldn't serve people unless they were dancing. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a new rule you bring back. So it, I say it, it was a big commitment, but it wasn't exactly a chore. Okay. So yeah, but I, I loved it, and, and just the honour of being a captain. I, I love this place. I love yeah. this place. Know what's happened, and I know when I stopped playing, I wasn't around a lot. But I, I just this place has done so much for me over the years for various reasons. I loved it. So to be captain up here was yeah. just such an honour, such an honour. Mm -hmm. And, and so like I say, there was there was some big names on that board before me as well. Oh God, yeah. But it's you. How, the, how this place grabs hold of you. It's, it's not just that, it's, it was like playing for the team at the time that we were around. Yeah, I still miss it every day. And yeah. I know you do. Yeah. And come yeah. Saturday, it was one of the reasons I started staying away. I couldn't be around the place for a while because it's like, if I'm not playing, it's like really hard to yeah. come up here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that probably leads into the injury sort of things. When I, I went to that, when I was injured, I yeah. went to point back. Couldn't come up, yeah, because yeah. you, you, yeah. you're not a part of that team, you're not a part of that sort yeah. of that sort of. It's really common, yeah. like, and I, I, when I, I was injured, I, I felt it as well. Yeah. And I, the thing is, at the time, I felt really selfish. Like, mm. I'm thinking, you know, I should let them be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's doing these chats, I realised I weren't the only one. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, like, I think everyone we've had on it just said, when I can't play, I hate it. I don't want to be and I think it takes a long time to get that out of your system as well. Yeah. A very long time. Yeah. It, it did have one one bonus though when I was out. So I got injured and I know I went up to the lines and people know that I, I was actually a member of the lines. Just quickly, what injury was it? Broke Okay. But it's not the one you're going to talk about. Like. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the time I broke your leg? Well, you still, still buy me beer for that. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the story. story. <laughs> What's that story? Yeah. I don't know that one. Uh, we're playing old directions. I only found out to old directions out there in the cup, and I'll, I'll let Clive take over. Oh, uh, scrum, scrum wheeled. Nick decided to step across. Right leg snap. Oh, God. Step right <laughs> so I broke his leg. And the thing was, he was still stood on it, and I couldn't get out from underneath him. <laughs> and he was still stood on it. Where about? Like, on the, the right, right, right ankle. Yeah, right yeah. Oh, gosh. so he, as I stepped round and wheeled round to the left, he went stepped across to the left and stepped to my right. Both left. in the second row? No, he was still playing eight. Okay. He was playing eight. Oh, behind you as well. Yeah. So he's behind me. It was one of them, so I went off on my hands and knees, 
Yeah. As you know, and the like, Graham's going, oh, why are you coming up? <laughs> I think I've got a bit of a problem. <laughs> no. I, know, I, know, I will tell everybody else this, that if you want to get sorted out down Rugby St. Cross, go down Sunday morning, because they'll always x-ray you and sort it out down yeah. Sunday morning. If you went in on a Saturday night, yeah, and you're yeah. in there, you can't get yeah. any service at all. Yeah. So I went down on Sunday morning, I've been out that night, I stood it on all night, <laughs> got out of bed on Sunday morning, no, that's more of a twist than a smile. <laughs> and I was in a cast, and from then, till I say it was 81, 83 season, I, I actually bumped off for a year. Because yeah. I was off for about 13 weeks with my leg. And again, luckily enough, at the end of the season, so I didn't miss, because those were cup games and semi finals at the end of the year. Yeah. And uh, by the time the season started, I still weren't ready to come back. And the Lions had just got into the what was now Premiership. The, the first division, and uh, I was looking. My missus worked me on the bar, so at the time, my missus worked at the lines, at the lines, yeah. <clears throat> and it was the Steve Brown era up there when yeah. they, they were really good. And they come out of the second division, and <clears throat> I met two rogues in Glenn Sadler, Wayne's brother, and Simon Stanton, Stan. Yeah. And we had this wonderful plan over beer that we were going to watch every game. For the whole of what they were, because they're only going to last one year. They're only yeah. going to be up there one year. We'll go to every game. But I still couldn't do every game because of work. Yeah. But we went home and away. I mean, home was free because I worked beyond that. The away games, we went to as many away games as we could. So to stand in the bar with the likes of Graham, uh, to, oh, his name, Mark, Mark, uh, Mike T, yeah. uh, Winterbottom, players like that, because I was serving them pints. Mm. And you're talking about, you know, legends of the game. But they were legends and you know, you were serving beer, so that was brilliant. But it sort of took a year out of the game, yeah. And then, lo and behold, they stayed up. So, do you do did, it again? Did, did so, you go to the game where they drew with Leicester? Well, yeah, road to stay yeah. up, yeah. We yeah. were on the uh, boogie bus over there with uh, Stan and, and Glenn, and yes, they they drew over there, it was something like 22 24 apiece, something like that, mm. and they managed to stay up. But, Seeing them beat Harlequins at home, and, but it, for me, because like, I was serving behind the bar and I was serving these guys, and you go in the players' bar, and it's like you're rubbing shoulders with giants, absolute mm -hmm. monsters. And I say Mike T was one of my, my heroes. And to see him when you stand side onto him, he was not. I'm six three, and he's just a little bit shorter than me. But he's as wide as a house, and he's got a chest like Donnie Palmer. He was enormous, <laughs> yeah. and then you realise. Yeah, I'm never going to be that good. <laughs> so I'm never going to be that big. Yeah. I tell you, you know, uh, when we first went into lockdown, big time, they 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 were put on like a uh, like YouTube and stuff. They were putting like classic games on, and do you know that it was like England played France in like a quarter final in yeah. Paris. Mm -hmm. I think the team. Night one? Night one, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. I think Mike T is in the number eight. Isn't he? he was, Dark yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah. Cluster player, yeah. And I was like, oh. like I remember like um, bouncing off like Jonesy's. Uh, I was messaging about it and uh, saying, God, that T is an animal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. After all, the whole pack ran. Yeah. Yeah. And Jonesy said he sat Skin, next Skinner was in that game as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. I've seen a mullet in a broken place. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but like, uh, he said he met Mike T once. He was a bricklayer. That's it. And he yeah. said he said his hands were enormous, yeah. like yeah. bigger than pinches, like, yeah. absolutely huge. So. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a modern day trolley. Was, was just his proportions were just huge. You yeah, know? yeah. He's standing on his own. Well, you're never going to aspire to be Doc. English shirts obviously are a long way off because yeah. you never. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when song. you saw Dean Richards in the flesh as well, yes. he was the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <coughs> it was just a but monster of a massive yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But if you go yeah. if you go back to those early '90s games, the England side in the '90s. So meeting Winterbottom was, was a shock because on TV it was always the little guy, mm. the small guy. Mm. No, he's not. No. Not at all. Mm. He's, he's huge in the shoulders. And, mm. you know, no wonder New Zealand said they'd have him as an all black tomorrow. He was mm. just, just proportionally in speed and fitness and like, mm. just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Athletes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. Um, going to go on to. I've <laughs> lost my notes. I've lost my notes. Uh, <coughs> retirement. I spoke, it. yeah. <laughs> spoke, uh, I'll tell you what, let's do the injury first, Nick. I know it was horrible, mate. That is horrible. Uh, but set the scene. Well, where were you? What happened? I wasn't, I was living in Aaron where I was going to play that year. And I don't really know if the, the game I broke my leg, even though it was in November, was the, the first game I played that year. Um, I'd, I'd got a little bit, a little bit disheartened um, at the end of the season before. And there was a couple of things that happened. One of them, you were involved in, actually. I was going to bring this up. Yeah, one of them <laughs> yeah. you were involved in. And there was two incidents at the end of the previous season. One of them was, I think, you were playing hooker. We were playing at Convents or Old Convents. Was it Elster? It's my first team day. Yeah. yeah. And I said to you, they're up as crap, can you up for his ball? And he kicked him. Yeah. And and uh, he got the arse from you. But then you said to me, their tight ends just punched me. And I said to the guys on the other side of the scrub, which would never have happened in our day, would it? Mm-hmm. I said to the guys, who just saw Grant get punched? Which one of you lot did anything about it? And everybody went, And that was never the team that I played in. The other one was we were playing, it wasn't a first team, an A team because people weren't available and it was maybe the last game of the season and we were playing older inches at their place and we were 50 nil down at half time and there was people in there was people laughing and joking at half time and I completely completely lost it and uh, so I was up in Aaron whether I was going to play the next season because I thought this isn't the St Andrews that I know anymore it's not the players that I know and I was, I was meant to play for the Vets on the Sunday and Gary Anderson came round to mine on the Monday night, another legend. He was a good player, wasn't he? He was a great player, great player. And he knocked on my door on the way back from training on Monday night, and it was November, I hadn't played. And he says to me, uh, Sunday, I said, yes, mate, I'm playing for the Vets. Now, and bearing in mind I was playing proper at this point in time, for the last couple of years I was, I was playing. He says, nah, second team cup over at Leamington. I went, what position? He went, number eight. I says, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, about, he was lying, wasn't he? Yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, about 15 minutes into the game, picked the ball up from the back of the scrum, ran at their number 10. It wasn't a big hit or anything. Um, went to go down and set the ball back. And I think all it was was me studs got caught in the ground. Okay. I heard a big crack. Now this sounds ridiculous. I thought my shin pad had cracked because I didn't realise what it was to start off with. Yeah. And then straight away I was like, and I'm lying at the bottom of this rug going, I've bust my leg, I've bust my leg. And lifted it, it all broke up and I ran up, put my leg up in the air and my foot just went sideways. And I've never experienced it before. The whole world 
just started spinning. Really? It was it was the bizarrest thing. It's on the sideline. Okay. Yeah. I remember you shouting. Yeah, yeah. You just rev, rev. Yeah. yeah. shocked. Did you think that's a shock though? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's bizarre. What I heard was like a bang, and I was like, what the hell's that? And I'm a jet as well. And yeah. I said, rolling it back, you saw your foot flop. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I remember the ambulance got there. And it was, I, remember, I don't remember much about it. Did it hurt? After this sounds ridiculous. I can't remember it hurting when I first did. When it did hurt, I got to the hospital, mm. and the, and I remember the doctor saying to me, "We've got to straighten your leg out. We can't give you morphine when we're doing this because we need to know if we've got to do any more damage." Is this on the pitch? This was at the hospital, oh. and they had to pull my leg to straighten it out to X-ray it. I remember that being. Pretty horrific. Yeah. See, because um, I remember the, the, probably bit you don't remember is the fact that because um, you run, a, obviously the players got dispersed. Because yeah. I was on the sideline with Jem, so we came over. Jem was like proper sympathetic and yeah. like a ward would be. She was nursing you and everything else. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Whoa, and I like taking photos. Yeah, I remember Keith Lister throwing up and getting his phone out. Yeah. So, bit, hold on, did you, so when you were there, did you see the boat coming out of your leg? Or? I did. It wasn't to the parents when they took the, 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 yeah. the sock off. Oh, so I remember oh, this right. as clear as yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I remember this as clear as day. Right, paramedics got there. Uh, took my boot off and Billy said and I quote word for word you've got a bit of claret on your sock mate yeah. and that's what he said yeah. and then when they cut my sock off obviously my bone was sticking out of the side did you see it? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Did uh, I, think I, I think I said fucking hell Nick Nick you got a hoof or something like that <laughs> 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 yeah. so a little bit a little bit a bit, a bit hazy, but there's just certain bits that I remember as clear as anything. And I remember me and Becky had a bust up before I went to play rugby, and you kept trying to ring her up. And the reason she wasn't answering the phone is because we'd had a bust up. And she you know the first thing she said to me when she got to the hospital? Fuck me, how are we going to pay the mortgage? That's the first thing she said to me. You're supposed to get kicked out of the house, weren't you? No, I was going to work. Yeah, I was going to Scotland and work. Yeah, so. Oh, oh, those photos as well, because I took those photos and then in the old the Nuts magazine. Yeah, yeah. Got published in Nuts magazine. Do you want to just explain what Nuts magazine is? It's a bit of a lads mag, it's a titty mag sort of thing. But we also yeah. have a, a section for horrific injuries. Yeah, it's called so, like That's Gonna Hurt or something yeah. like that. So, so, I posted those photos in, and uh, obviously Jen was doing the nursing thing. My claim to fame is that Jen was in Nuts magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the funniest, the, obviously, the the leg, the, the leg was horrible. But there, there was like a, a, another little photo in the corner of you, thumbs up, laughing away. <laughs> Morphine is the best thing. Took you straight back to the nineties. <laughs> you also said to me, because I, I don't yeah, know, I remember, remember, I had a fast yeah. response card. Yeah. Cool. And he went back to the back of the car and Billy went, ask him for morphine, it's ace. No matter how good you feel, just say it still hurts, they give you What about you, Clive? Do you have any bad injuries? Obviously, you mentioned your leg break there, but 
Yeah, most of them actually, yeah. from nose down. Uh, yeah. But no, I joined the uh, the leg club on three occasions. Um, last time was over at Rugby, so we're not going to count that one. But yeah, Nick's, Nick's was probably the one that did me for about 13 weeks. The one yeah. over at Rugby did me for 26. Uh, so that was pin and plate. And it was the same leg, so that was virtually the end of it. Yeah. That, that was the end of my career. Really. That, that fixed you off as well, didn't it? Yeah. That yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. did it, uh, and it was like a, like, I remember you coming up and having like a big cage around your leg and stuff like that. that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I had the cage on. Well, t- I had the cage on for what? That's about six months, and I kept going up to St Cross the Fracture Clinic every six weeks. And there was doctor, and he was a like, grumpy bastard. <laughs> oh, X-rays not changed. Six more weeks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I looked this one time, and I saw a guy. I, I can remember his name, Matt Costa. And I walked in the room after going down for x-rays and he said to me, nothing's changing with your x-rays, there's something a bit weird here. And he took me on as a little bit of a project and the very next day I had my cage off. And when he, he said to me, uh, what are you doing tomorrow? And I said, strangely nothing. And he went, do you want that cage off your leg? And I said, how do you do that? He said, I need to make sure I can book you in. And I said, well, how do you do that then? And uh, he said, well, normally we just take it off. He said, but because your x-rays are inconclusive, he says to me, uh, we're going to knock you out. I said, why is that? He said, because when we're taking your cage off, he said, we're going to manipulate your foot, and that would fucking hurt, he said. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he took me on a, a bit of a project, and, uh, and that's when I actually started getting back on my feet a little bit. I do play five-side now, and okay. I do play squash, and I have been tempted to play, but I think... My missus would probably kill me. Yeah. I haven't played now for what's that? Fourteen years ago, I think. Now, do you still feel it? Not really. Not yeah. really. No. No. Okay. So you sit up with your leg up, and then me and Fraser are just flicking it. <laughs> <laughs> Training, your son fucking flattens me at training. <laughs> 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 yeah. Is he up today? He is, he is. Uh, he, he, grabbed me, yeah. he grabbed me earlier and I says, uh, Where are you, mate? And he went, oh, I says, Yeah, yeah, still broke from that snow. He is coming up. Right, we'll go have a quick break, guys, uh, cool. and then we'll, we'll get back and do a few more bits. Awesome. Cheers. Which is very long now. No. Right, uh, next part of the uh, the uh, Clive and Nick podcast. Uh, right, we're going to move on to the listeners' questions. Quite a few decent ones come in, quite a few rubbish ones as well. Uh, but I'm going to start with a decent one from uh, Mr. Jamie Kleins. Jamie, hope you're well. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, mate. <laughs> I'm usually very uh, careful about uh, tour questions because I know the first rule of tour. Uh, but uh, Clive, best? Did you go on tour? Oh God, yeah. Oh, God, best, yeah. best, <laughs> best tour you went on? 
Don't uh, give away too many details. Right, no, the, the, I'd say probably the one that was the most eventful was probably the Ljubljana one that we went over the Latvia, Croatia and all around that area. Oh, well, Chris. So we had to pull batches. How many? I'm all right, I'm all right. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was this, this weird tour that somebody had thrown together and, and that we were going over to this place we'd never heard of in a country we'd never heard of. We didn't even know how we were going to get there and we all ended up meeting here about eight o'clock at night and we weren't flying until six o'clock next morning. So you can imagine how we ended up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a good start and it got steadily worse. And all that, the abiding memory of that one was the Jurex Underwater Formation Drowning Team. <laughs> serious players and Wayne Morgan was on that tour and uh, a few others and they said well we've got to try and put up a show here lads uh, but it all went horribly and disastrously wrong until like I said we got them on the drinking games and do we remember Wayne Bates? Yeah. No, it's nothing embarrassing other than he was sat in a cardboard box and somebody set light to it. <laughs> <laughs> until somebody gets hurt and then yeah. it's really funny <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tour was brilliant I mean the 2009 tour was probably my sign off tour and, and was that, that was Benidorm no that was Benidorm one yeah um, I think that was Benidorm the worst the Spanish hotel could ever make uh, they had us all there all inclusive <clears throat> free bar were you on that one no I missed it uh, it was a nightmare because downstairs on the, the, the sort of sub level restaurant there were like three taps in the wall which just kept giving you beer. So it's like, why are you paying for it upstairs? And he said, we're not paying for it upstairs, it's on all inclusive, you can drink as much as you like. They didn't make a penny out of us. Oh, oh, drank no. the place. Can I, can I incriminate myself as a tour story? Is that personally? I think that's around, isn't it? Up to you, mate. That, that was the tour, because I was one of the organisers, and I, I pretty much said, uh, lads, it's, it's all inclusive, it's not be stupid. It's not be stupid. <laughs> Fucking, I'm not going to babysit you, I'm not going to look after you all, just don't be a dick and all that sort of stuff. That's about five hours later. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the hot tub on the top of the, top, uh, the roof of the hotel, drinking uh, cocktails. And, and the man, <laughs> and the man that says, look after yourself lads, don't be too stupid, whatever. The first damage done... With me. I, uh, <laughs> was I was sitting in the hot tub drinking cocktails, get my, my, uh, my virgin bringing me cocktails, and I, I stood out of the, the hot tub and also just hits you like a brick and I couldn't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I fell through your table, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to flood the whole hotel. Whole hotel. <laughs> it was, it was, that, that was probably one of the ones that was the funniest, but I say the, the Ljubljana one was just the most bizarre. And, and, yeah. Uh, other tours, Nick, could probably pick you up. What other tours have you been on? I missed out on. My favourite tour by a country mile was Vilnius. Yeah. It was it was just 
quality. I don't remember much about it at all. Lithuania. Lithuania. It was just a quality, quality tour. Jamie Klein's brought this up. Yeah. And I remember, the I remember <laughs> we had to travel in sandals, knee-length socks, skirts, tall t-shirt with a handbag and a hat. And we got to Gap Airport and I think Kindy was tour chairman, Thong Parade. Jamie Clarence, it's in Gatwick Airport, 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning, I've got a thong on. It wasn't part of the tour dress. And our camera member said, you know the rules, Jamie, if you wear a skirt, you've got to wear a thong. <laughs> Standard rule. Somebody, our camera member it was, there's an Anne Summer shop on Gatwick Airport, went down to the Anne Summer shop, came back up and said to Jamie Clarence, we've got your thong, you've got to go down and get it. And he came back up. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a girl's G street. <laughs> Gatwick Airport bar, 8 o'clock on a Thursday morning, full of businessmen and all sorts of stuff. Jamie Klein's with a skirt pulled up around his waist, with a string, basically. And it's one of my most damaging moments. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so many stores got that tour, it's just like, wow. However, my, one of my favourite tour moments was in uh, Barcelona, and Kitty was chairman, and there was loads and loads and loads of versions on that tour, and it's one of the finest things I've ever seen. We were sat in a bar down on the beach, and Kitty said, right, I'm fed up with punishing you virgins, go and punish yourself. And for some reason, there was a tractor ploughing the beach. They all got their heads round. They all got their heads round. They just laid it off down the beach and started running along the beach like seagulls pecking at the sand. He's looking behind. There's all these people, and it's just one of the best things I've ever seen. It was just quality, absolute quality. Right, that's that's enough of tour stories. Right, best away. This is from Jamie as well. Best. Away game or like uh, like a club you used to like to go to or um... I'll tell you the worst away game is I, I never like going to Manor Park. I never like going to Manor Park. I hate to go to Manor Park. That that hill. Um, it, it, was, it was just so I, mean, I think I played in the first at a time when we weren't doing very well against Manor Park as well and hoping away we were struggling. And we went over there one year, and it was one of those games that it shouldn't have been played. The referee should have called it off. It was frozen solid. I think we didn't play in that game. It, it was frozen solid, and then actually creosoted where the lines were. And this is now creosote, seriously? Yeah. And the referee went out there and said, Now the game's on. He said, Really? You're going to let the game go ahead? And that's just what we got at Manor Park. It was just awful. And, yeah, I know, you just wouldn't be allowed to do it now, I mean, mm. not I hope, but yeah. They did, they did used to have a Club Dwarf though, which is commendable. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I think a novelty. We've got a boogie, but then... The best way to do it was getting promoted at Pidley. That's we by 20 points and we did it, we got promoted. Yeah. Um, yeah that was annoying. Do you remember the way, when we had to win at Pidley and we, and we, were, we, we were winning and then... Dino punched someone under the post stuff. Yes. <laughs> Do you know, every, every, when I was captain, every red card hearing I went to was with Andy Dean. Every single one. 
There was one year where they actually moved the leagues around and ended up paying a lot of Staffordshire salaries. You remember that? They had a realignment of the league. Yes. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and then all of a sudden we were playing against sides we'd never heard of before. They were only even played against. Like, like you say, like Stafford and Newcastle and Devine. We really seem to be going up that, the M1, yeah. instead of going up the M6. So there was one up there I didn't mind playing against because we actually used to stuff them every time we played again. And I'm sure it was Stafford. And they, their changing rooms and clubhouse was actually in a pub. And yes. there's room in the pub. And so you got, and we had our own room up there. That was a brilliant place to play at. Was that where they had the little, like, the electric kids' toys, like, see, our canes? And if you lost the raffle, I know where you're going with that. Guess who's out there now? I don't know what the You got a bit of stick on here anyway, Nick. Yeah. Wayne Sadler asks, why did the skinny wingers knock you over? No, I can't ever remember being knocked over by a skinny winger ever. <laughs> I, think, I think I know where Wayne's going with this one. Wasn't this one when Stick actually got you all barreled up somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. That's about the only thing I could think of. So, do you know what? That's another one I'd say. Names and dates I'm not good on. But... What was Sticks' real name? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, a fucking. Um, he was a winner. Yeah, he's Phil's fucking brother, isn't he? Yeah. I can't remember his name, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Not, it was just. No, still, it's still, still good to be now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim's going to know where Wayne's going with that one. But there you go. Oh. Good. Yeah. No, I don't know. He's going to that. Another bit of grief for you. Why did your old man always neck his pop? Uh, Ian, wake up, shake it. Shake it, yeah. Why did was... your old man always neck my drinks? Because he was a cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, I think it was uh, Gaz Curtis. Uh, it was better, you or Ash? Ash. <laughs> <laughs> Joking aside, I, I do believe that Ash could have gone on and played at quite a good level. I really do. Yeah. I mean, the position he played, the position I played, were very different. And when he did come into the forwards, like I say, he, he, he gilled out in the end because he busted his nose. That was f- great when he broke his nose. But it's funny to see seen on the pitch. All of a sudden, he didn't want to be a flanker anymore. Yeah, we were playing rugby lions. Was it the Tenders there, Vets too? Yeah, Tenders, yeah. Um, oh, Limo, Limo, mm-hmm. Leo yeah. yeah. He was famous for killing the ball. Yeah. And he killed the ball, and he killed the ball, and he killed the ball. And we started having a bit of a nib about him, but he came over the top just one time, and Ash was doing river dance on him. Yeah. And their second row, who played for them when they were in the Premiership, sent his punch over the top, and Ash was looking at Limo, meaning what he was doing. And his fist got about six inches from the top of his head, and he looked up. Yeah, and he had to play the rest of the season with cotton wool up his nose because he only had to flick it, and it was it was gone. Yeah, there's, uh, but, there's yeah. another you just mentioned there. There's a player that's just come to mind we haven't mentioned. You remember Danny Prosser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. he, yeah, he, he invented river dancing. Mm. He really. Did. He got one way, and it doesn't matter whether it was you, blue, blue on blue, or whether it was somebody else. You were going to get some shooting. Yeah, that is an absolute legend. He was absolutely, he was ruthless, and and when he was coming into it, any rook on the floor, 
cover up because you're going to get yes, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Prosser. Yeah. So we, used to, we nicknamed it Danny Prosser River Dance. Yeah. Yeah. He used to stamp up. Well, it's, it's, it's again, changing the game, you were allowed to break people out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you used to get your stripes, you earned your stripes yeah. quite yeah. literally. Yeah. Well, he's, come, my, um... he's come off of there looking like the map of the underground. <laughs> yeah. Is that why when like uh, you take the piss out of Fraser or something, he used to just turn around, look at you with his evil eye, and just say, "I don't mind stamping on my own men." I'm not going to mention any names here, but in the days when you're allowed to put your boots on people, I remember stood outside that back door just there, putting my boots down somebody's back to cover up the remnants of their previous night's exercise. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 so very, very true. <laughs> Don't go there now. <laughs> okay. So probably another bit of stick for you, uh, Nick, from uh, Tim Windmill. Tim. Uh, when did you realise you were good looking enough to play in the front row? <laughs> that was Shelley's fault, actually. We'd, we'd had a load of front row retire. Um, I never wanted to play for it, although I played for row Colts. I, I never really wanted to play for row. Um, and without... Did it have something to do with the fact you were 21 stone? Did that work? <laughs> 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 yeah, um, but Shelley said to me, look, we're struggling from row, being a second row number eight, you'd be great at tight end, why don't you play there? And he taught me all summer, and he taught me well, and I absolutely, absolutely love playing tight end. Just the confrontation of it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I got me confidence a couple of times, but got your wings. Yeah. It was a little guy. You know the big airy guy that's out of fog on the time? And he was about five foot tall, about five foot round. And uh, I got him the first couple of scrums, and then he got hold of me, and I was flying. And he says to me, <laughs> he says to me I'm about 35 at this point, he says to me, have some of that, Sonny. That's good. He says, should we just have a game of rugby now? I went, okay. There's another legend to say, playing in the front row, so he doesn't go on a lot of credit before. Degger. Degger's been around forever. And when I started in 1988, he was still playing. And but it, it was like Jaffa said to me, he says, oh, you've got to watch how Degger plays. He says, go behind him. If you want to learn something, go behind Degger. Because he never goes backwards. He doesn't go forwards, yeah. but he never goes backwards. <laughs> and it's absolutely true. The guy just yeah. dug in and he was strong as an ox. I mean, he, was, he must have been pushing 50s then. He must have been. I think yeah. he played his last game when he was 63. Oh, or yeah, I might be wrong, but I think he played at least one game a season from when he was 16 until he was 62 or 63. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At one point in time, he was the longest playing clubman of any club in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he was a man. Absolutely. Well, you know when you were doing the, uh, the, the, the best team or whatever, yeah. uh, come on to the tight heads, and my old man mentioned Deggy. Yeah, he said, no, Deggy was like, must have. But just for long game, he used to always wear the bag. It's the end of the day, it's an old tanker, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Tanker and a cigar. And mild. That's it, mild in a tanker. But the thing was, he was brilliant because he, he was sort of quite happy to put all, oh, we're sure, put a pair of boots on and go and play for the fourth. But that was where all your cops were coming into, yeah. that's where your new players were coming into. So he was like, 
your, your granddad, your, yeah. big, your big yeah. brother, your, yeah. your, your yeah. dad. John remember him more because he'd always take over at eight o'clock and then all the bars never clock off. That's he'd it. just come in and have a couple of pints of mild and a cigar and just tidy up and finish the night. Every Saturday night. Every Saturday night. That's a commitment Last question, and it's from uh, Mr. Craig Jones. And it's personal as well, and I'll tell you why. But like, uh, Clive, favourite song? Rugby song. Yeah, rugby song. Uh, we're not going to do singing, are we? No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe later. Right, I must have, no, I must have say I, I, I've forgotten most of the songs, but um, Nelly Hawkins, I think, for me. I don't know that one. Hawkins. Yeah, you would. You would. You would. Uh, do you know what we need to know oh, how it goes? <laughs> well, it's quite clean, so I met old Nelly yeah. Hawkins or down the Elkin Road. Her drawers were only there, she'd be in the Charlie Road. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going to go with that one. Now, I don't actually have a favourite song, but I do have a favourite rendition of when we did a song, and it was in Lithuania. We'd, we'd, we played at this massive stadium. It's, it's, national, it's the National Stadium. National Stadium. And we had a couple of beers there, there was a bar, and they said, right, meet us at this, it was a massive beer cabinet, I don't yeah. remember, in the middle of uh, Vilnius at four o'clock, because one of their committee or something owned this beer cabinet, didn't they? And we all sat on one table, and they all sat on the other table, and they started having a sing song. But when we got there in the afternoon, it was closed. By this point, there was a lot of people coming. Um, and they all started having a sing song, Trevor Holmes, we chatted to him, and they, all their songs were about the love of the game and all this sort of stuff. We started singing um, <laughs> Father Abraham's. <laughs> and by this, point, by this point, the whole place, and this place was massive, the whole place was round. And we all ended up naked on the table, aside from a hat, because we weren't allowed to take a hat off that weekend. And we were like celebrities. And I was saying to Trev, what's going on? And they said, it's a very conservative country, and a bloke even won't take his t-shirt off when he's mowing the lawn. So for them to come and sat me on, and that was my favorite rendition of it. And there's, there's one of them, and it's, we were in Lutterworth, I think, it's one of the mystery tours, was it? And Milko doing his My Hand has three quarters. I don't know why, I remember him stood on the table doing that song that night, and it, I just had very fond memories. I think that's one of the mystery tours we used to do. Was that the night we got the car park with the car? Uh, say again? Yes, yeah, that's right. And, and we, we caused a lot of trouble that week. Yeah. We picked the car up and carried it and blocked the car park in love. Yeah. 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 You, you enjoyed a good singing song, didn't you? Oh, I think. Like, you were like, in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. He was actually choir master for, for yeah. quite a lot of the shows. I think it's just like a travelling voice, isn't yeah. it? Like, I remember, uh, it's a dying art as well. Though, it, it, is, yeah. like, it really is. Yeah. It really well, is. Well, it's, it's of course, a together for all the, all the current players. No, they're, they're saying, uh, see, you get a few In the old days, it was course rugby, how we provided entertainment after the game when you're in the clubhouse and there was no TV or Yeah, that's right. I remember, yeah, so, I remember having a sing song of old wrenchings and they turned the music up so Tommy Singh pulled the wires out of the back of the stage. I remember you uh, <laughs> singing the, uh, it was like the prettiest girl. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it got caught on like a, like a Facebook camera. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember like thinking, like, I was, I was enjoying it. And like, uh, <laughs> I learned the words off the back of it. 
Cool. Yeah, yeah. and I still try and sing it. Like, if everyone says, you sing a song, I'll choose that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's so, a good song. Yeah. But, but like, it gets everybody going, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 The other one, actually, another member in the room has got a good song that I really like. Um, the one House on the Hill. House on the Hill. Oh, House, right. House on the Hill is <laughs> a classic, and it is yeah. You go to other clubs, and they'll have bits in you've never yeah. heard before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of those songs that you, you, you it sort of grew. And I think if you, it's probably about twenty verses. It's not weird you about five or six, and it just seems to expand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a, a lot of songs like the Yogi Bear song as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 that as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, different people got different verses. It's great. Yeah. Like Chicago, used to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's brilliant. Yeah. 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 So yeah, but the other thing about making this in the club, there, there's been a lot of that through the years. That's it. Well, have you not heard of, we used to do our own Logan's Run? Logan's Run was actually it. You need to resurrect Logan's We still do it. It used to be a new bottle thing, but actually we have our own version of it, so they drop you off at what is now Cock Robin Roundabout. Okay. Yeah. And come in and to the club and on the yeah. bar with your clothes and your yeah. first point for your yeah. first first team. Yeah. yeah, that sort of faded out in the nineties because <laughs> houses were built and yeah. CCTV cameras came yeah. and there. But yeah, it used to so, be so your first still, away first yeah. team game used to be. So we still you still do it now. You do it now, but we do it at uh, the St Cross Turn. Yeah, but yeah, you've got a bit nearer. Yeah. How far is that from from Cock Robin Wood? That's a good old. Yeah. It used to. Everybody has to be back and already had their first or second pint before you even turned yeah. off. I remember yeah. being up here a couple of. The thing is, it's like you drop them off there. And the old bulletin. Yeah. 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 Because of selling houses, the, yeah. the police were called. Cool. They had to do it like, through people's back garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it actually got adapted for a while when you had socks on cocks. Yeah. And it was basically. Put them in two days. And then, then it's like, well, you're not naked. Yeah. yeah. But it's still not probably. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, very good. Right, shall we move on to uh, worst moments and best moments? This is a well, go with your worst moment, moment first if, you, uh, if it's not obvious. I've, I've got a couple of worst moments to be fair. Um, one of them, rugby wise, actually playing a game. We played Old Rations in the uh, Rally Cup two years on the trot. We played them once up there and we played them once up here. Two of the best games of rugby I've ever played in. They were just, just ferocious. They were brilliant, absolutely brilliant games to play in. The one up there, just, we could have won one up there the, the previous year, but the one out here, um, we had, there was two instances in the game. One of them, they kicked through. Ricky, Ricky fell on the ball, and he was actually my, uh, my stepbrother at the time, got John Murphy, the winger for Old Regions, fell on top of Ricky. It should have been a penalty to us because Ricky didn't get back to his feet, because he didn't let Ricky back to his feet. The referee gave them the penalty, and they scored off the back of it. And then we had a short penalty, and Milko, who never, ever, ever dropped the ball, short penalty, he popped it to Milko, it was like the pattern of the waves, he'd scored, and he dropped the ball. 
and, and we lost the game. We shouldn't have won the game. And they were, what, three leagues above us at the time, maybe? Like at least two leagues. Yeah, and, and actually on a rugby field, although playing in those two games was one of my fondest memories just because of the, the, the games. They were just brilliant to play in. My worst moment, and, and, and Clive was there, um, we'd been to uh, Reading Fest. Jacko was with us. He never came to. We'd been to Leeds previous year. <coughs> with us, but Metallica were playing on a Sunday night. Um, there was myself, Clive, Ash, Stan. There was a whole gang of us. Whole gang of us. And what year? Ninety uh, four. Ninety three. Ninety three. Um, I think we went yeah, to Leeds in ninety. Yeah. Metallica were playing Sunday night. Um, Metallica were playing Sunday night. My part in memory of this was. Afterwards, after Metallica finished, Stanley Jappo, that Australian state standee, and there. There's actually a photograph. Yeah, there's a photograph of it. Annie Brown was bringing me home. We had me out of bed at silly o'clock the following morning, came home, and I got a phone call at four o'clock on a Monday afternoon, and it was Andy. You're all right, mate. That um, Jappo's dead. I went, oh, you what? That's 2003. 2003. We've been away with him all weekend that weekend. Take the. And this sums the club up for me. Within half an hour of that phone call going round, there was 40, 50 Andrews boys in the Ryan paddocks having a beer for him. Yeah, yeah. Ryan and it, it was phenomenal. So oh, yeah. it, it, it just sums this place up for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, he is a legend. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Larger than life. And you can't really describe the guy properly. No. He, I mean, my brother knew him from like 11 years old, so I've known him for a long time before he's, you know, I even got involved with him at the Andrews. And I know he was at the AI before. So I sort of knew him and knew about him because through the brother, but you really had to know him to yeah, know yeah. what that sort yeah. of effect was on yeah. people. And yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, the instant response was we all met at the paddocks. And the whole, virtually the whole club was there. It's, 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 it's almost been said as well that if everyone just needed to go there, it's like a magnet and you just have to be there. And, and it just, we were just all stunned, stunned. Yeah. But yeah, was, there's been a few of those. And, yeah, you know, I've been, I think the, I mean, the, the club coming together, I mean, I've, the, obviously with your loss as well, and then the club came together at that sort of time as well. And then when you well, it, strangely, you say that. My, my, best, my best rugby moment on the rugby pitch was beating yeah. in Coffset when they took them in the Limos. But without a shadow of doubt, you don't do that. That's yeah. just taking the piss. And we, we, out, we didn't just beat them, we absolutely yeah. smashed them. Yeah. We absolutely Burst smashed them. Or, yeah. But my proudest moment as a rugby player. Going back to what Billy said, I'll, year 2000 I went through some shit, and I'm not going to go into it, yeah. but I went through some shit. And at the end of that season, I got awarded Club of the Year. Mm-hmm. And I stood up, and I, before they'd said it's Nick Thompson, before I'd, I'd gone, I, thought, I think I was probably sat here, don't I? I'd, yeah. I'd gone. And I got up to go and get, to get a tankard for the Club of the Year. And, uh, and every man in the club stood up and gave me a standing ovation. And, and that is my proudest, proudest moment of, of being a member of Rugby St Andrews because yeah. he just, meeting in the paddocks when we lost Jappo and then, and then that moment, both through tragedy, unfortunately, but for me, that just summed up what this rugby club is all about. And it's far, far more than kicking a big bag of wind out there on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. Far, far. And unfortunately, I don't think a lot of the youngsters coming through now get that. It's well, Give him time. Yeah. Give him time. To be fair, it's nice to support out, but uh, there's a lot of cults there having a beer at the moment. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and, and, and those two moments, more than anything, sum up what St Andrews is. And going back to what Clive said right at the very beginning, it's not just about playing rugby in this place. It's yeah. about being so it's part family. of it's the family. rugby St Andrews. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yeah. There are two really important things you just brought there. Yeah. And the thing I didn't know about yet, either. Do you know what I mean? So it's good to learn yeah. and listen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's good. You've got to beat that now, Clive. We didn't win, we got promotions up and down, we didn't win a lot of silverware, but we, we did up and down, we got promoted, we got demoted, but uh, it was 93-94, I think it's 93-94, I might be wrong. Um, I got the injury, which then put me on crutches, and uh, I, I ended up, like, the club ran around, I mean, I, I was also not being paid by work, they, they said you've had too many rugby injuries, we're not paying sporting injuries anymore. Ain't getting any money, so well, I'm not coming to the club dinner because I'm broke. I want to pay mortgage and whatever, so I'm not coming. Club rallied round, and this is what the club was like then. And, and I'm not saying it's any different now, and I'm sure it's still here. Uh, they had a whip round for me. They had a whip round so I could have beer money to get here. And I couldn't understand why, but I thought, well, fair play. And they got me picked up, and they got me brought here. Great. Um, I'm on crutches. Leg in a cast and whatever, and uh, this is your one. Uh, was it most improved player of the year? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, really. Because I've now sort of I'd spent, I'd spent more time in the first team than the second team. So I thought, oh, that was great. And I thought, oh, well, yeah, I deserve that. I've worked out for that. And then he says, oh, you've also won another award. And I oh, here we go. <laughs> and uh, I also got Dick of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> This is absolutely true. The story was we were playing over at Nanino. Nanino 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 Bath on the floor. <laughs> Instead of a raised bath, yeah. it was a sunken bath. Yeah. And they yeah. put a big blue mat over it. <laughs> I bet they do this every week. Yeah, so <laughs> next thing you know, I'm walking straight to my peg, straight yeah. across the other side of the road, and I'm in the water up to my waist, and then straight along. <laughs> <and straight away. laughs> I, I remember what he said. Before he went in, we walked into change rooms. Went, this bus not very deep. There you are, two way. And by the time I come out after we played the game, came back in and whatever, everything's still wet. Anyway, but I put it back on and went in the bar. But anyway, night of the club night. So you've now been awarded now most improved player of the year. Fantastic. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> now you've got. Not the year, you're the dick of the year, right, for, for falling in the bath, but they weren't happy with that. They got Steve McKenna at the time, who got this huge beard, long hair, and whatever. They got him dressed as Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes out of the changing room here into the main room, dressed as Jesus Christ. I went up to I'm going to have to swear again. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only fucker that's allowed to walk on water. <laughs> So like, the lads, you know, paying for me to be there, getting me drunk, getting too tough. I mean, it was it was 
just the best knot. Yeah, best knot ever. Fantastic. And I suppose the only the downside is quite simple. You know, when it all stops, broken a leg, and that was. I mean, I did come back and play a few charity games and knock yeah. games, but it was over. It was done. You, you knew like you should be there. You know, like ten yards to the left, and you can't get it anymore. Yeah, it's done. So actually, hanging the boots up is probably the worst part about anybody's rugby career. Yeah. You decide you've got to do it. Yeah. It's not something you choose, it's sort of like chooses you that, yeah, that's it, that's your time, you've got to go now. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard. That's, that's hard. It is horrible. Yeah. Well, not there yet, but. But the, the, that's, that's one thing with, with my leg, the choice was taken away. I don't know whether that made it easier or harder, but at least I didn't have to make that horrible choice. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we snap snap. Right, good chat lads. The Ireland game's 20 minutes in. So uh, oh, no. we'll, uh, we'll finish oh, up there. Thanks very much. No problem whatsoever. Oh, we just got a quick chat. So I'm involved in the, the sponsorship team uh, this year. The club uh, is, the, the, obviously without rugby going on on a Saturday, uh, the, uh, just sort of maintaining uh, sort of the cash flow at the minute has been really difficult for the club. Uh, so if you're a business out there and you're keen to do any sponsorship, uh, please get in touch. Uh, we could really do with uh, your help. From as little as one hundred pounds up to yeah, really we've got yeah. little things like sponsoring barrels and day and like days out and, and, and good stuff like that. But just get in touch with uh, me. Billy's involved with it. Uh, Mike Dixon's heading it up. Yeah. Uh, Jones is involved with James Marston. Please get in touch. And also any support you can get if you if you if you want to get out. Like we've got, um, I think we're fully booked up next week. And might be might be a few seats available still. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to get out and watch some rugby and the club's open, yeah. it's all over Facebook. If the club's open, if you want to come up here, have your beers and stuff, it's really going to help out. Um, every pint that's spent up here is is a massive help. And Clive. Uh, you've got uh, you've got uh, something for the club as well. To yeah, talk about. something like that, and uh, I think this is the uh, best. If anybody out there who's listening, they said if you're going to watch the Six Nations this year, make sure you come up to the Andrews and watch it. Don't go to the local pub. Don't sit on your settee. Come up to the Andrews and watch the games up here. Book a table. Book your mates in. Get as many as you can. And I'm going to donate uh, a signed. Uh, 30 man squad England shirt from 2017 which was a championship winning side all the certificates on there all the tags are on there this is a genuine article and I'm going to give it to Grant now and this is something we're going to raffle off through the Six Nations and be drawn on the last game and we'll make it accessible to as many people as they can and it's well worth winning and anybody who's a rugby fan that's a great thing fantastic gesture Yes. There we go, yeah, yeah, there we go. Uh, as uh, Bob Gelroff says, give us your fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> right, sign off there, thanks. Cheers,